Hello and welcome to another episode of the Mikey Bard Show. Well, again, it's been a bit of a mad week. I have two dogs living in my house. Imagine trying to wake up and go about your daily business and you've got 101 Dalmatians running through the house. But it's cool having them here because dogs have such interesting personalities. Uh, One of them is a little chihuahua, which is the neighbor's dog who's gone away for a week and he's left the chihuahua here uh, and his name's Milo. Little scrappy little dog. Actually, he doesn't bark that much, but he won't let you go near him. His teeth start to vicious. But you know what? It was really sad because at night I heard Milo, the little chihuahua, crying out for his owner. It was so sweet that I decided to record it so you could hear it right now. Vicious. The little ones are often usually vicious. And the other one is, I don't know what breed of dog it is. It's sort of like a sort of a medium size brown Labradori. I don't know, the sort of dog that would, I don't know, it's got sort of like a commercial cinematic rescue dog vibe, you know, little red bandana around his neck. If you fell into the river, he would jump in to save you, that sort of dog. And that dog is actually from Brooklyn. Brooklyn, hey, hey, he's from Brooklyn. Hey, how you doing? He's from Brooklyn. And his owner, of course, is from Brooklyn as well, who's, he's moved to the UK to to do a PhD in documentary filmmaking, which is really interesting. And he's gone to Leamington Spa to do it, which is where I was last week. So it's all kind of come full circle. And the funny thing is though, he paid $1,800 to fly his dog from Brooklyn, hey, from Brooklyn to London. So the owner is staying in our house upstairs in one of the Airbnb rooms. And three days later, three days later, his dog arrived in a big crate. I was like, 1,800. How much was your plane ticket here? His plane ticket here was $500. But for the dog, it was almost two grand. I'm like, imagine if it was the other way around and you, and and the dog had $1,800 worth of dog biscuits. Would he trade them in to fly you all the way to England? I don't know. But the thing is that animals are so smart. They they really are. I mean, especially dogs. What I've noticed is they have a superpower. They have the ability to give you a five-second warning if someone walks into your driveway. You know, they just know that somebody's outside and they give you that five-second warning by barking and then you know someone's at the door. It doesn't matter because the person's going to press the doorbell anyway, so it's kind of an obsolete superpower, but it's quite handy. They're showing you that they have some sort of insight into the world that we don't. They can see things and feel things that we can't, but... Animals are smart. They show a range of emotions. Maybe we shouldn't eat meat on the planet because I saw this documentary the other day. It was David Attenborough and he was with the orangutan. And the orangutans, you got to go check this out. They're washing clothes and they're, they're using tools. I kid you not. They've observed human over the last three or four decades using tools and, and in the villages that they've started to adopt and mimic these actions that they've seen, they're starting to adopt and mimic these behaviors they've seen. Now, they don't know why they're washing clothes or what they're doing with the tools, but they're doing it nonetheless. Like literally there's the orangutan. Here he is, washing socks in the river and using a hammer and nails. I swear to God, the orangutan was using a hammer and nails. Again, he's not building anything. 
He's just putting the wood to the side, but he doesn't know what he's doing. And this is the thing. It was completely dangerous. Like the biggest hazard I've ever seen in my life. Rangutan with a baby orangutan, like clutching on his side. He's using his feet to hold the plank of wood. And then with his hands, he's using the saw to cut the saw, like literally directly in between his legs where his feet are and the baby is. I was like, this is the complete hazard. Don't give a, do not give a monkey a saw. But, oh no, because it's orangutan, it's cute. We're going to have to film it. Here he is. It's so remarkable. Oh, he's a genius. So special, this monkey. He's absolute genius. Oh, we need to watch this. Document this. Put us on BBC. Put us on Channel 4. Give me a million pounds. And then you'll get the award for being the best documentary of the year. But if I did that, but if I did that, I'll be on RudeTube's top 10 biggest idiots before you know it. Next up, we've got Mikey, a complete Wally, who thinks he can do DIY using his feet. Where does he get his tools from? Foot Locker? No, 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 it's not gonna happen. Also in the week, uh, a new exciting show. I can't really talk about it too much because it's top secret, you know, I don't wanna reveal the plans, but I'm working on a new altruistic show which works to hook up young people with their dream jobs coming soon. This isn't just me, it's a collaboration with an ex-MTV producer. Again, I cannot reveal the details because uh, it's too soon. The plans you refer to will soon be back in our hands. But this would all be coming out soon and we're working together to revive a show that he worked on back in the day called Made, MTV's Made. Exact same premise as I said, they hook up people with their dream jobs. Uh, people that are like usually socially disadvantaged, they haven't got the connections. So the good thing is that he's got connections with loads of big companies, CEOs that he's established for over 30 years. And he's going to give us all his connections, expertise, so we can contact those, you know, those big companies that you're thinking of. Maybe you want to work in the movies. Maybe you want to work for games companies. Maybe you want to work for high fashion brands. He's got the connections. We're all going to make it happen. And we're going to use my skills working with the community and my filmmaking skills to kind of all bring that together. So that's that's going to come out literally uh, next year. But we're, we're, we're sowing the seeds now. We're meeting up every week and we're planning it. So this is going to be really exciting, uh, That especially for these young people who are going to get hooked up. Hey, that could be the name of the show. I don't know. Um, but what was your dream job when you were a young person? Okay. You know, what was you, what did you want to do when you were younger? And are you doing it? More importantly, maybe you're doing it. Or more importantly, did you do your dream job? But it's actually a nightmare. So you've changed it. Who knows? But do you know what? I think I am doing my dream job, which was to be a filmmaker, director, filmmaker. Because over the last two years, I've been making my own independent movie called Neon Tank, which you can find on IMDb. It's a sci-fi film with a film noir twist and it's set in Soho and I filmed it just before the pandemic and we literally wrapped it up as the masks were coming out and I began my editing process, which was really timely and really great. Okay, so what's the film about? Hmm, should I do it in my normal voice or should I do it in the trailer voice? Could go out. All right, let's do it in the trailer voice. In the future, when you die, your unique DNA code is transferred to the next available animal somewhere on the planet. Millions, no, billions of people, not gone, just merely relocated. One hacker must fight to survive. Will he get out? 
Will he find his freedom? Find out in Neon Tank. The character I'm playing is the main character called Styx, who is a hacker who sells souls on the black market to the rich 1%. Now he's got himself in a lot of trouble. He's on the radar. People are looking for him. The cops are looking for him. The shady company that created the reincarnation technology is looking for him. Pretty much everyone in Soho is looking for him. So he needs to sell one more soul to get out of town and get back to the country that he's from. Will he get out? Will he survive? Find out in the new movie directed by Mikey Barge called Neon Tank. Um, but speaking of that, I had the main actress who plays Styx's love interest. She's a very important part of the story. He needs to, not only does he need to get out of town, but he wants to bring her with him. So that's a, also a big part of the story. She came over my studio, my studio, my studio, to record um, ADR. ADR in the filmmaking world stands for Automated Dialogue Replacement. When we recorded our scene, there was a lot of background noise. For example, we recorded our scene on a balcony in Stratford. So unbeknownst to me, when I took the footage home, all you hear is some crazy high-pitched train whistling and also the underground trains passing. So on the high end and the low end of the sound, you can it's just completely crazy when you actually put it onto a computer. So after some persuading and talking to her agent, I got her to come to the studio and it only took about a couple of hours. She's a tremendously talented actress, that's why. And she literally looked at her lines and then she near perfect lip synced her lines over the, the original footage. Again, it's, it's a quite a tricky thing to do. Not a lot of actors can do it easily. It takes them usually a whole day, but she did it in a matter of two hours. She's a she's an extremely talented actress. She's a very, very, very talented actress. Super cool. Can I say her name? I don't want to put her on blast. Um, but no, she's crazy. She plays Ivy, which is a love interest. If you want to look up who she is, that's fine. I don't want to put her on blast. But it was good to have her over here. I haven't seen her literally in two years. She was worried that I wasn't going to be making the film. She thought I gave up on the project. I need to call up some of these actors. I think they think I was just a, sort of a one-hit wonder who was like, yeah, we're making a film. And then it never came into fruition. Unbeknownst to them, I've been working on this film for the last two years, doing all the special effects myself, the holograms, as I said, it's set in the future. We've got, I did all the, the original score myself. So I had to compose the underscore music, which is all orchestral. I've had to um, uh, do extra scenes because there were some plot holes. It's a big, big, big project. And pff, I really underestimated how big it would be. It's probably one of the hardest things I had to do in my life. 25 cast members, 25 crew members, cost me about three to four grand and we're almost finished. So it's going to come out and I can't wait for you to see it. But here's the thing, a fun, on a funny thing, when she came round, I think I might have accidentally offended her when she left. So she came over, she did the ADR and then at six o'clock she was going out to central London, right? So I walked her to the station. I said, thank you so much for your work. When she got, got into the station, I sent her a text message saying, again, thank you so much. Let me, um, please send me an invoice so I can get that sorted out for you ASAP. Take care. She sent me a message back moments later saying, really? Take care? Now, I was sitting there analyzing. I was like, ooh, take care. Maybe that was a bit too formal. Maybe that was a bit too formal. Maybe she feels like I was just like, hey, yeah, take care. Well, I just meant it in a genuine way. Let's look up the definition of take care. Take care. Here we go. I'm right. Take care. Number one.
definition for take care. Be cautious. Keep oneself safe. As in, take care if you're planning to go out tonight. Boom. Where was she going? She was going out tonight to central London during a pandemic. So all I was saying was, hey, send me the invoice. I'll get that sorted out for you ASAP so you can have some cash and take care. Not, oh, I ain't going to see you again and here's your money. Goodbye. Come on now. Because she sent me a back message saying, really? Take care? And that was it. But I think it might be rude as well. Because also, if you type in take care into Google, people ask, the most common questions that people ask are, is saying take care rude? Let's click that. Here's the answer. God, I hope I'm not wrong. Take care is almost always used in a friendly way. There you go. Or when generally warning someone to be careful. Well, there you go. Young lady on a train on the way to central London during a pandemic. I think I'm bloody right. But I'm not worried because when she sees this movie, which she has seen, she's seen clips of it and she was blown away. She was like, oh, this is actually amazing. This is going to be a cult classic. And I said, you're in safe hands. So when she sees the finished product and she comes to the screening, she will know how important she is to the project, how talented I think she is and how much I've been singing her praises for the last two years. So I wish her well. I'm joking. <laughs> Take care. Salutations. Goodbye. Get out of here, you crazy kid. Get out of here. Dog from Brooklyn. Hey, I'm a dog. I'm from Brooklyn. Hey, 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 get no respect. Hey, hey, ain't get no respect. Hey, I'm a dog. I'm from Brooklyn. It costs $1,800 to get over here. Hey, 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 take my ex-wife, please. Hey, hey, I'm a dog. I'm from Brooklyn. I can't believe it. I'm all the way over here. Hey, forget about it. Forget about it. I'm dog walking here. Hey, I'm dog walking here. Forget about it. This week has been great. Lots of positivity. Lots of dogs. Hopefully, I'll be out the doghouse soon myself and everything will be smoothed over. Mondays, Mondays. Let me talk to you about Mondays. We got the quiz and chat. There's a quiz and you can chat. You chat at the beginning and then we do the quiz. It's going to be so fun. It's at North Harrow Library. The tickets are on Eventbrite and the information's in the link below. I will see you all on the next episode. So... Take care. See you later, alligator. After a while, crocodile. I'm out of here. Bye, fry. Stay classy. Fare thee well. Catch you on the rebound. Gotta go, buffalo. Peace out. Gotta hit the road. Long live and prosper. Well, I'm off. Bye bye, butterfly. Gotta be going. To the winch, wench. It has been emotional. Out the door, dinosaur. Catch you on the flip side. Gotta bolt. See you soon, raccoon. You're still here. It's over. Go home. Go. Don't get run over. Have a good one. Laters, haters. Give a hug, ladybug. I got a bounce. Toodle pip. See you on the other side. Take care, butterfly. Have fun storming the castle. Adieu, cockatoo. Adieu, cockatoo. Blow a kiss, goldfish. I look forward to our next meeting. Chop, chop, lollipop. Got a roll. Peace out, Girl Scout. See ya. Wouldn't want to be ya. Don't forget to come back once more unto the breach, dear friends. Bye for now. Cheerio. Happy trails. I got a jet. Smell you later. Shine on you crazy diamonds. May the force be with you always. Later skater. Don't let the door hit you on the way out. See you soon, baboon. Bye. Ah, excuse you guys. I'm your hand. Hasta la vista, baby. Peace out. A-Town down.